I was wrong, I got my point across. They depicted me the boss. Of course, my orange box color make the world go round. Plus, I'm fucking bitches at my homegirls now. Start stacking, dabbled in crap, gun packing. Nickname Medina made the scene of took my Nina's. From gym class to in glass, pass off for global. The only nigga with a mobile. Can't you see like total? Getting larger and wasted taste. Ain't no telling where the spelling is heading. Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counterparts on how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit. was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. They come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew. Or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh, stole with them. 
I was wrong, I got my point across. They depicted me the boss. Of course, my orange box color make the world go round. Plus, I'm fucking bitches at my homegirls now. Start stacking, dabbled in crack, gun packing. Nickname Medina made the scene of soap, my Nina's. From gym class to in glass, pass off for global. The only nigga with a mobile. Can't you see like total? Getting larger and wasting taste. Ain't no telling where the spelling is heading. Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. I'll corner my layer while we out here. Say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, God's the limit. was young, I had to pay a lease. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them, 
me the boss. Of course, my orange box color make the world go round. Plus, I'm fucking bitches at my homegirls now. Start stacking, dabbled in crack, gun packing. Nickname Medina made the scene of soap maninas. From gym class to in glass, passed off for global. The only nigga with a mobile. Can't you see like total? Getting larger and wasted taste. Ain't no telling where the spelling is heading. Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit. Ah, all right, everybody. What's man, up, guys? What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on, man? Well, man, so up until about yesterday, we had a regular week of news, the typical, you know, CM Punk big story and whatnot, and then, man, then, um, yeah, then yesterday happened, and fucking here we are a couple, uh, you know, 24 hours later, and Vince McMahon sells some of his stocks to the company. Um, crazy, bro, crazy. Um, 
yeah, really fucking crazy, dude. Um, we got a lot of thoughts. We got a lot of thoughts in it, as you guys, as you guys know. You know, we were, you know, we were gonna have to come with the heat. So, I got a lot of thoughts on it, bro. And um, we're gonna go over that at the end for you guys, man. Uh, we're gonna save that for the main event, bro. So, um, yeah, dude. But crazy, dude, crazy. But other than that, man, pretty. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting week of news, man. We got a lot of interesting news. We got a lot of, we got a, we got a lot of news to discuss, bro. But before we get into any sort of news, we have Crown Jewel, the brief review for you guys, man. We're going to be giving you guys the rundown of what happened at Crown Jewel, you know, uh, talking about it a little bit um, and whatnot. So we're going to start you guys off with that, man. But without any further ado... Let's go ahead and hop right into the intro, man. Um, what's going on, everybody? We are back with yet again another edition of the Detroit Sales Podcast. This is episode 187 of the news, man. And if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works. Every Friday, we are on here at 4 p.m. Central with the news. And every Monday, we are on here right after Monday Night Raw with Notorious Unscripted, man. If you guys didn't miss this past Monday's edition of Unscripted, that is... Golly. Oh, I don't know why I always forget by the end of the week what the fuck the title was. Um, That is, is AEW moving away from being the alternative? We talked about, pro, we talked about, man, I'll tell you what, man. If you guys feel like we do about AEW currently and you love AEW because they're, they were at just a special time in the wrestling business. They have a special place in your heart like they do us, bro. If you want some genuine, genuine honesty about the product and about the show and how Dynamite's been, listen, man, please go watch episode 168 of Unscripted. That is a great, great, um, a great, um, honest um, but from a good place review on, on not just that dynamite, but just how AEW has been in general and the direction on how everything looks from a fan's perspective going forward, man. So if you guys did miss that, that was available for you guys on all platforms, man. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man. Um, and... Yeah, man, so with that, if you guys have not got a chance to pick up some of the official Notorious Hills Podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pieces of merchandise live on the merch shop. That is Bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. You have all eight of these beautiful designs and more available on there for you guys, man. You have the Chicago flag design, the Uncrowned Kings of the IWC the Biggie-inspired design, the base logo design, the Riddler-inspired IWC's best-kept secret design, the Notorious World Order design. You got the Chicago Flag Edition, like you see on your screen, the Wolf Pack, red, and the classic black and white, man. You got the Grand Slam baseball logo-inspired design. You got the Scratch logo and the only community that matters. All eight of these beautiful designs, plus more, available for you guys live on the merch shop right now. Again, that is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video, man. Also, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know who we are here at the Notorious Seals Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. 
And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Just been uh, just been chilling out, man. Next um next week is when it starts. The big two weeks of uh, November. I can't wait, especially for the Monday show. <clears throat> Not just because of the Monday show, but because it's a big day. But um, it is. I'm excited, man. Is it about to be? A... It is. It is, man. About to be a fun ass week. Um, about to be a fun ass two weeks actually. And Three. um. Yeah, three. three. Damn. Damn. Well, well, well. For yeah, I'd say two weeks. Yeah. I mean, two weekends essentially. So you could right. say three weeks, but it's really just two. But I just kind of see it as the week, especially because in between those those weeks, I'm, I'm off for a good chunk of it. So that's really fucking nice. But um, mm. bro, I'm good, man. Like Toronto always asks, man, how's life? How's the family? What a time to come in, man. Perfect timing. Um, how's everyone doing, man? The live chat, Bell, Durante, um, when it, whoever gets in here, man, and whoever's part of that replay mafia, man, how you guys doing? What about you, bro? How are you? Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. Just chilling, just chilling, dude. Um, <laughs> just just chilling, bro. Um, nothing nothing too much, dude. Nothing too much, bro. So. Got, um, the reason I say three for, I, I guess it would really only be three for me because I'm doing a bunch of stuff this weekend. Um, got the big day on Monday, bro. Monday's, Monday's the, Monday's the, the, the big birthday, man. So, um, Hell yeah. so yeah, uh, Monday's the birthday. And then after that, dude, we jump right into full gear weekend, which is going to be an insane weekend. And then, um, and then we jump right into fucking Survivor Series weekend, bro. So it's going to be nuts, bro. It's going to be nuts. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I'm excited for it, man. It's going to be it's going to be fun, dude. I'm really excited. Um, yeah, just got a bunch of stuff coming up, dude. But um, yeah, as Durante always asked, man, I'm good. Family's good. And what about you, Durante? Um, Logan, Bell, um, anybody here now? Oh, Logan's not even here. He's just a part of the fucking intro at this point. Um, God damn it, Logan. Um uh Durante Bell um and everybody on the replay mafia JT JB Logan Pops anybody who's watching on the replay or I'm sure they'll be here later and if not like I said they'll be a part of the replay mafia man so yeah I'm good dude I'm good bro um yeah just, like I said bro just kind of kind of kind of just I can't believe I can't believe my uh my birthday came this quick dude it seemed like just yesterday it was like the fucking beginning of October and now we're already here, like mid-November. Crazy, crazy, bro. But um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited, bro. But um, speaking of excitement, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we have fucking news on Grand Theft Auto Six. Wow! Finally, the world might be healing. <clears throat> fucking ten. God damn years. I got that game when I was in sixth grade. I remember coming home and I had the game and I and I played it. I think I stayed home from school the next day. I was playing it outrageously, bro. I was playing it outrageously. Sixth grade year. 2013. And here we are ten fucking years later. 
That's insane. Shit is crazy, dog. I got I got it by um that year, but on Christmas, my sixth grade Christmas. Um and I played it that whole Christmas break, man. Shit was goaded, man. Can't believe it. Sixth grade. I was twelve years old when that goddamn game came out. I am fucking twenty one. We are about to be twenty two years old. And the sequel is just being revealed. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 insane, man. That's fucking insane. But we're finally getting it, man, and I'm excited. I, I hope they execute correctly. Um I hope the map isn't filled with fucking mountains. I hope the map isn't half mountains. Um uh this time around. Which if it's gonna be in Vice City, um I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, man. But um I have been saying I wish they would have went somewhere different. Maybe maybe I got a little Chicago bias in me, but um how could you not want a Grand Theft Auto in Chicago? Um even if you're not from here. But I'm cool with Vice City. I'm cool with Vice City. I think uh Sir K, Sir K mentioned something to me the other day. It kind of it it did change a little bit of my perspective on it. You were talking about how cool it's gonna look at night with like the Miami Ooh. Vice lights and stuff, and you do have a fucking oh, good point. And I also think in the sixth one, it's gonna be like way more interactive, kind of how they wanted five to be. Like stores were gonna close and shit. So no, exactly. So it's gonna it's gonna be. I can't find a way, man. I really can't. Yeah, but. It should be good, man. It should be good, dude. And I, I literally just read a thing that um, they're getting advertisements uh, ready, and they want them by the end of September, uh, by the end of December. So we might be getting this fucking thing next year. So it might be, dude. Yeah, man. So that's exciting. That's exciting. But um, but yeah, man. So that's yeah. Yeah, Bell. Ten fucking years. Ten goddamn years. Ten years. I was in sixth grade when it came out, bro. I'm a in three days I will be twenty two years old. And what, in sixth grade you're you twelve? Well I was gonna say if if it came out what in September, right? I think you would have been eleven at the time. When it came out. Holy shit. <laughs> You're 22. Bro, we're, genuinely, I think we'll be 23 by the... Or at least you will be 23 by the time that game comes out. I can see them doing Christmas 2024, like around that season. Yeah, so. exactly. So before December 22nd, I will be 22. But if not, I will be 23 years old. What the fuck? That's crazy. I'll be... That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. 11 fucking years. That's insane, dude. You know, it's crazy, too, because I remember religiously these um, YouTubers. A couple years after GTA came out, I'm talking like 2016, 2017. These YouTubers would not shut up about GTA coming out in 2019. GTA 6 coming out in 2020. And then it just kept getting pushed back. And here we are. Ten years later. That's wild as hell. That's insane. 
Yeah, that's absolutely insane, bro. But other than that, man, that's a bit of that's a little bit of exciting news. I I definitely thought would be a, a nice talking point. Um, being that, goddamn, I know a lot of us here do play do play video games, man. So I know you know we were just talking about Spider Man the other week. So I thought the, I thought the GTA topic would be pretty interesting, man. And I'm pretty interested to see what they got in store. And this trailer, this trailer, I. I I don't know, man. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. I just want to fucking see it already, man. But um, sometime in December, sometime in December, I could definitely see them saying in December, like coming next year. But then again, yeah. I could also see them doing like mid to early next year if they're trying to get advertisements ready by the end of December. So never know. You never knows? know, dude. Unless they want to do a whole fucking year long ad campaign. So I can see that too. I can I see can that. Keep yeah, definitely, man, definitely. But um, but yeah, man. So that's that's GTA Six, bro. We'll fucking see. We'll see how it goes, bro. Although it's gonna be so weird. It's almost like we grew up with that game. It's gonna be so weird having GTA Five not the main GTA. It's gonna be so fucking weird, man. It really is. It really is. But um, Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel. I know, right? Crown Jewel, man. Can we keep talking about GTA 6? <laughs> no, just playing. Um, Crown Jewel Crown Jewel wasn't that bad. Yeah. Crown Jewel was actually a pretty fun show. What are you saying? Oh, no, I was thinking of it. Um, no, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel wasn't... Um, Crown Jewel wasn't that bad. I'm just very used to making um, trash WWE show jokes. I almost... Like, just off, like, my, my muscle memory, I, I almost fucking, I still make, like, fucking raw as garbage jokes. It's not even that oh, bad dude. anymore. But it's been fucking bad for as long as I can remember, up until now. Ever since I, I started watching, it was bad. So, it's like you said, it's literally muscle memory. You just be like, oh, yeah, fucking raw. But, yeah. like, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> it's just like, so weird. Yeah, like, l literally every Monday when we see each other, you ask me, Ugh, ready for Raw? But then we both have to, like, sit there and fucking remind ourselves, like, oh, yeah, the show actually might be decent tonight. And then it's the same thing for Dynamite. I'll be like, oh, Dynamite's on tonight. And then I'm like, oh, Dynamite's on tonight. So, <laughs> so, Crown Jewel wasn't that bad, though. I see a lot of people complaining about the main event and, and that kind of stuff, and, and, and we'll get to that. But it was... It it was um it was decent it was decent it was uh Triple H has definitely cooked more he definitely has cooked a little better on some of the Saudi shows but this one was okay nonetheless I didn't I didn't really mind it bro so the kickoff match we seen Sami Zayn defeat J D McDonough um personally I didn't watch this one I usually never watch the kickoff match but. I'm sure it was a banger, and Sami Zayn picked up the victory. Although I did see JD had these uh, fucking welts on his hip, and goddamn, they look like they hurt. I mean, holy oh, shit! Um, Definitely. Dude. Yeah, seriously, bro. Yeah, they they look fucking brutal, man. They look brutal. But um, so Sami picked up the match. Uh, Picked up the victory against JD, and uh, like I said, I, I didn't watch this one. I usually not really one for uh, for um, kickoff matches, but you know, it is what it is. Exactly, it did. It, 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 it's a kickoff match, man. 
Definitely, man, definitely. And the first match on the show was for the World Heavyweight Championship. This is why I kind of like shows where Seth, or where Roman's not on it. Because otherwise, I I always kind of, I feel bad for Seth in a way, where this fucking guy's always always got to open the show. You know what I mean? He can never mm-hmm. close the show. So it was nice to see him get a couple main events. The only thing that sucked about him was that they were against fucking Nakamura. So it, it just, it, bad. Bad, bad, bad. Not Not a good decision, bro. Not a good decision at all. No. But Seth and Drew, um, Seth and Drew had a really good match. This match I really enjoyed a lot. The crowd was into it. Um uh and yeah, man, the um the uh um what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The the crowd was into it and this match this match was just really good, man. There was a lot of good near falls, man, where Drew thought he had him. Um but in the end, man, Seth hit him with a pedigree into a stomp, and that put away Mr. McIntyre. So, uh, so yeah, man. So this was that was that, and um, that was that, and yeah, Drew Drew lost. Um, Seth Seth had stood up, and he kind of looked at Drew like he wanted to shake his hand and stuff, but Drew, uh, just upset with himself, just um, walked away. He just carried on and, and walked away, man. So that was um that was that, man. That was that. And um uh yeah. So that was that was the World Heavyweight Championship match. Like I said, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this match. I thought this match was really good. I I thought these guys did a great job. I think um yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm interested to see. We actually have some news on Drew McIntyre, bro. So I'm interested to see where the story continues to go. Definitely, man. Definitely. I thought they did really good in that match. And um, I really can't wait to see how it goes, man. I like what they're doing with Drew a lot. And I really can't wait to see how this progresses. Definitely, man. So this match lasted 18 minutes and 20 seconds. And uh, also, the Sami Zayn match was 9 minutes and 40 seconds, if you were interested. Um, And the next match, the women's Fatal 5-Way, Rhea Ripley... Versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Zoe Stark versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax. This one ended with um, Shayna had a Kirafuda clutch on maybe Nia, was it? I think it was Nia or Raquel. And Rhea Ripley hit a riptide to Zoe Stark, I want to say, on top of them. And pinned her. Um, but this match, the crowd is fucking dead for this match. Um, the crowd is honestly pretty bad for a lot of these matches, bro. Um, the, the crowd kind of sucked, which was weird because the last time they were in uh, Saudi for a Clash of Champions, that crowd was banging. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they didn't. The the crowd the crowd was kind of a crowd was kind of a little dead for for a, a large portion of the show, but uh, Rhea Ripley gets uh, Rhea Ripley gets the victory, and um, yeah, and for Survivor Series it looks like she's going on to face Zoe Stark, even though she face if she pins I she either pins Zoe or Shayna it was one of the two, but she pinned her at Crown, uh, Crown Jewel, so I don't know whatever. Um, 
But yeah, so we're getting uh, Zoe versus... Um, Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, because this one they were in Riyadh. Um, that makes uh, sense. That makes sense. Well, I, they need to go back to Jeddah more because, goddamn, that crowd is banging. Um, but yeah, man. So I'll never forget the first Saudi show. The was it the Greatest Royal Rumble where they had like all those fucking recliners in the front row? Dude, I'll never yeah. forget that shit, dude. Oh man, Greatest Show was hilarious. Just a bunch of fucking recliners. Yeah, and then they were just like all, like, like I don't know if they were just super high class or if they just didn't give a fuck. But dude, I'll never forget that they were sitting in the recliners and they were like leaning back, just fucking staring off into space. And this fucking action's just happening right in front of their fucking face. Um, they just didn't give a shit, bro. That shit was hilarious. That was wild as hell, bro. God, I'll never forget that shit, man. Um, that shit was a wild last time. It was, dude. Oh, I hated those original Saudi shows. Now I don't hate them as much, dude. But like that 2017, 18, 19 era of Saudi shows. Oh, oh those God. were brutal. Brutal. But um, yeah. Rhea retained here, and yeah, like I said, you should have just did Nia at this show because it's a Saudi show, and it gets Nia out of the way, um, and then look at what you got here. You got, well, I mean, she already beat Raquel, so you got two other challengers in Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark that you could have to, to lead her up until... um. Up until uh, at least Royal Rumble season, maybe even WrestleMania. So, um, uh, not at Mania, but at least up until like Elimination Chamber. So, I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, especially like I said, the fact that she's facing Zoe Stark in a one-on-one -on -one match at Survivor Series. I don't know why you just didn't do one-on-one -on -one, Rhea versus Nia. Get it out of the way in Saudi so we don't have to see this shit on a on a regular pay-per-view and be done with it but no they had to do a fatal five-way just for Rhea to beat everybody anyway so uh yeah but this one went 11 minutes and five seconds bro in a match that I really did not care for no I really didn't man it <clears throat> don't know why they did this fucking this five-way man I don't know why they Wasted all challengers just right out the gate, man. So that was really annoying. But um, who who knows where they go from here, man? Yeah, who who knows, man? Who uh, who knows? Well, I guess we kind of kind of do know. Um, just given one of the uh, give it given given one of the people she beat another title shot. You gotta love to see it. Um, oh God, Bill, that was man that tightest moment, bro. I'll forever be goaded. Ah, that tightest moment, dude. God, that was fucking hilarious, dude. That was fucking hilarious. Um, Man, Corey was dying for like 10 minutes on commentary. Uh, that was one of the best parts about it, too. Just hearing his genuine reaction and him just, <laughs> just fucking losing it, bro. God, that was funny, man. God, that was funny. So the next match was John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. 
It's crazy to see, bro. I remember watching John Cena and Umaga go at it. And now I'm watching fucking John Cena and um Mini Soul or Mini Umaga um go at yeah. it, bro. So it was kinda cool to see. It was kinda cool to see, man, for sure. Um But this match this match was okay. I like this match. The crowd was um the crowd was kind of dead for this one too. I don't know if it was because it was a complete massacre of John Cena towards the end, but um the the crowd the the crowd got up during like Cena's entrance, but other than that, man, the the crowd was kind of meh um on this yeah. one as well, man, but uh this one ended by um Solo uh Solo giving um Cena went to give Solo an added shoulders. Cena went to run at him. He got a Samoan spike. And then Solo had him on the ground. And he picked up his head and just started rapid spiking him like 10 times. And uh, he pinned him, picked up the victory. And after Cena went away, he uh, stood up and he said uh, he waved to the crowd as they chanted, Thank you, Cena. So I don't know when it is. But goddamn, it's gonna be sad. And who the hell ends this man's career? Who does it? It's tough, man. For a long, long time, I I wanted to be Wyatt, and now that's not really on the table anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have no clue, dude. Gargano could be a great one. Um, maybe one of the older guys would be a great one. I don't know, man. I don't know, but it's going to suck when it happens, and it sucks that he's taking another big break. You know, Hollywood strike is over like Bell says, so no more John Cena. But, um, dude, it was a good match, man. Um, great for Solo, man, and I always keep wondering when, when the last time is actually here. Definitely, man, definitely. I just know whenever it is, it's going to be fucking sad. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, really sad. Um, so the next one, the next match we got is for the United States Championship. Oh, the Cena and Solo match was 16 minutes and 10 seconds. And the next match um, for the United States Championship, Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio. This one was interesting, bro. This one was interesting. So, Ray's getting the upper hand. Ray's getting the upper hand. And, um, Logan, um, Logan's, uh, guy, while he was knocked out, um, on the, uh, kind of on the ring apron type area, Logan's, one of Logan's buddies comes up and he puts brass knuckles on his, uh, he puts, he... Or, no, he was bringing him, he was bringing him brass knuckles. Santos jumps over the ring apron and he steps on the brass knuckles. Um, cause I think he dropped them or something and, and Santos stepped on him. And Santos goes to chase the dude. He pick, he, Santos picks up the brass knuckles and he, and he walks to chase the guy and Santos sets the fucking brass knuckles down on the ring apron. Now, Logan's, um, uh, you know, Logan's still wrestling, so he's not really paying attention. Rey Mysterio kicks him on the on the ropes, 
and Logan's right in front of the brass knuckles, so he puts them on. Ray hits him with the six one nine. Logan fall. Logan falls. Uh, stands up. Ray goes to do a uh, you know jump over the uh, jump on the springboard, and fucking Logan clocks him with the brass knuckles, puts him in his trunks, and he defeats Ray Mysterio to become the United States champion. Um, Logan Paul's first championship in WWE. Um, the U.S. title, bro. So, I really like the way they shot everything with uh, Santos. I really like the the key, uh, or uh, I really like the detail of him jumping over the barricade and stepping on the brass knuckles. I really like that. And then he just places places the brass knuckles right on the apron. Why wouldn't he take them with him? Exactly. Know, Not only uh-huh. it, it really, it's really interesting. I like the way they did it because you know, all biologically, either would have took it with them, or would have used them yourself. I mean, you're not in the match. It's not like you can't use weapons. I'll put them on and square up with some random dude that's probably never fought in his life. <laughs> but um, I definitely agree with uh, Durante, man. I think he did it on purpose. I think yep. that's what they're going for here. And I really like that, man. I like where they're going with this. And um, I'm happy for Logan, man. He, um, good job with that, you know, U.S. title win, man. I don't know why he did that photo shoot. Um, but yeah, good job on the title win, man. <laughs> And I can't wait to see where all this goes, man. I hate when they do that fucking Sammy Guevara shit. It's just like, dude. Uh, like, bro, I, uh, I don't know, man. Like, golly, I, I just hate when they do shit like that, dude. It's just so, it's just so fucking corny, dude. Like, dude. Shawn Michaels did that shit with the WWE title back in the day, and fucking even even though even though it's still weird, at least that was kind of Shawn Michaels' gimmick. You know, he was like this fucking he just thought he was like this fucking super hot ass guy that all the chicks loved, and they played up to his sex appeal, I guess. But yeah. fucking like when Sammy did it with the TNT title, and then when I seen Logan did it, I'm just sitting there like. Dude, this makes the title look so bad, bro. Like, it's really, like, it does. Like, no, nobody's doing that kind of shit. And then it's like, like, and then it's, um, and then it, uh, it it fucking brings me back to the the page stuff, bro. Like, dude, exactly. And, and, yeah, exactly. Um, Shawn Michaels was probably not in his right mind. At the time, um, no, but oh, I don't know, man. It's just like it's it's just like I don't know. I I don't like it. It's like, dude, put some respect on the fuck. Like, could you after all the work that these two men have done with the championship, could you imagine Roman Reigns or Gunther doing a fucking photo shoot like that, bro? Oh, exactly. It would just look horrible, man. You know what I mean? Like. If Gunther's doing anything with that championship, he's taking it to his fucking wedding so he can fucking prove to everybody um, how much he loves and cares about the fucking championship. That's the kind of shit Gunther would do with the title. He's not fucking taking fucking photos in bed with it. Like, dude, imagine those two guys doing that with either of their titles. It would look weird, bro. 
it would. But i never been a fan of it. I, I gave Sammy a lot of shit for it. So now that this is my chance to give Logan Paul shit for it, I'm going to give Logan Paul shit for it because... I don't know. I, just, I fucking hate when they do that with the titles, bro. It's just it's so stupid, dude. Like, treat the title with respect, bro. It's not your fucking sex toy. It's a goddamn championship, dude. Like, are you seriously... Like, are you seriously bringing it in the fucking shower with you and fucking putting it over your dick? I mean, seriously, man. Really? I don't know. No, exactly, man. I hate when people do this shit with a passion. <sighs> I don't know. But regardless... Um, you know, taking that out of, uh, taking that out of my mind for a second, I'm happy for Logan. Logan is fantastic. Um, I, I constantly have said multiple times that Logan is the, the best celebrity, uh, wrestler that there is. Um, and I like how he's passionate about this business and he actually, you know, wants to do good and he wants to, you know, he wants to, to be good in this business. So, uh, I can, I can appreciate that. Uh, you can always appreciate that man. And I'm, uh, I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him, man. Um, Truly. uh, yeah, seriously. Um, I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him. So, uh, yeah, he, he definitely deserves it. He definitely deserves it. I, see, this is the kind of shit that Triple H does that I like because you know damn well Vince would have put that fucking money in the bank briefcase on him and he would be running around with the world heavyweight championship by now you know damn well but oh you fucking know it exactly but here we are letting Paul cook and he's the U.S. champ how much harm can you really do with the U.S. title not that much you know I mean it's the fucking U.S. title for Christ's sake so it'll be all right um, yeah, man, but, uh, but other than that, dude, other than that, um, I'm happy for Logan, and I'm very proud of him, bro, he's, re he, this match went 18 minutes, bro, and, and it was a pretty damn good match, so, man's just out here wrestling in the year and a half, he's been doing WWE, he's already fucking progressed himself up to 20-minute singles matches, so, that is absolutely commendable. He should, Triple H says it every media scrum, but the guy should not be that fucking good. And he's pretty fucking good, man. And like I said, I can really appreciate, um, I can really appreciate his passion, uh, for wanting to be better. And he's, he's doing great, man. He's doing great. I, I love him, man. I think he, I think he's, he's great, man. Um, I like that they turned him heel. That's another thing that Vince, um, that's another thing that, that, um, that that Vince was trending in the babyface direction with, uh, with him. But right after that fucking Roman Reigns match, man, Triple H really uh, turned it, turned, uh, flipped the switch for Logan Paul, made him a heel, and it made everything flow that much better. Nobody, nobody wants to cheer him, you know. So it only makes sense. But, but yeah, man. So Logan, uh, Logan Paul wins this match in. 17 minutes and 55 seconds man um and he is the new u.s champ so i hope he can um i hope he can uh progress the championship in a better direction uh but let's start with um not taking any more photos um exactly so, yeah. man exactly uh yeah man so the next match was 
Io Sky versus Bianca Belair for the WWE Women's Championship. And um, this match was pretty good, man. This match was pretty good. Now, the crowd for this match was fucking dead. Dude, um, so Io was, um, uh, e you know, Io and Bianca were going at it. And um, ba Bally came out there. Um, Bailey came out there and, um, uh, tried to get, uh, tried to get EO's attention. Uh, she tried to get EO's attention, um, to, uh, help her beat Bianca. EO got mad at her, uh, because she told her to stay in the back and, um, she told her to stay in the back and, uh, Rhea, or not Rhea, when I talk about Rhea, um, Bianca then, um, while they were on the outside, we just see, um, somebody walk up and it is, uh, it ended up being Kyrie Sane who ended up making her return to WWE, bro. So Kyrie Sane, uh, you know, came back and got absolutely no reaction. Absolutely no reaction, bro. Um, um, but yeah, man, Kyrie Sane came back and, um, while the ref was checking on EO, Kyrie uh, was on the outside just fucking giving, uh, giving Bianca the business. And I love that they're playing up to this. And this just, if Kyrie came back under Vince McMahon, you know, shit like this wouldn't be brought up, but Michael Cole mentioned the last time Kyrie was in WWE, she was assaulted according to Michael Cole um she was assaulted and beat up by Bally so <laughs> so I love that they're bringing that kind of shit up you know it really ties up loose ends and it doesn't make it seem like they're playing their audience for fucking idiots because it's exactly. something that happened and it's something you should play up to um and I like it and um she Rolled her in the ring. EO hit her with the uh, moonsault. And then EO hit her with the moonsault. And then um, uh, she won. And then after the match, they um, they, they beat her up as Bailey was just looking on the outside like she had seen a ghost. So, yeah, man. Yeah, Kyrie's back. And I'm, I'm happy she's back. And I hope that they, A, keep her off the same brand as Nia Jax, which it looks like they are putting her on SmackDown. So, that's good. Um... And, and yeah, man, yeah. So I'll tell you what, though. When they turn on Bailey, what does Bailey do? She go babyface. Does she go back to the hugger? Mm -hmm. I don't think any. I don't think she's ever going back to that man. But I don't um... think so either. <laughs> I I no, feel I... like we'll just get a cool babyface Bailey, and I think it could exactly. work because heel Bailey worked very well, and people like Bailey. All right, so. Bally, sorry. Exactly. Exactly, man. I think it'll go great. I like the return, man. Um, the crowd wasn't it, that into it. Fucking shocker. Um, didn't expect much from him anyway. Um, but I like the return, man, and I can't wait to see how they go about this, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely. And I will never, never, ever, ever pass up on hearing Bally by Michael Cole. I will always cherish it. Love it. Absolutely adore it. Really? 
Bally. Oh, it's fucking great. It's fantastic. One of my favorite things that he says, dude. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so the next match was... Uh, oh, that match went 16 minutes and 35 seconds. The next match, Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. You know, C- Cody comes out, does his entrance. You know, crowd's super into it for that. And the crowd was kind of into it because they like Cody. But I, I'll tell you what, man. Cody Rhodes just has these fucking godforsaken get in the ring, get my shit in, and get out matches. I mean, god damn, dude. Like, this man just shows up, does his shit, and goes home like, god, like, I don't know, man. Like, there's just... He, I don't want to say he doesn't have good matches, but he just doesn't have compelling matches, dude. Like, it's just, like I said, it's kind of just, it just it just feels like we're coasting. It feels like we're coasting to WrestleMania 40, and it doesn't feel that way because that's exactly what it is. He's We're coasting until we get to WrestleMania 40, and it's just annoying, man. It's just kind of annoying. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's... It is what it is. It is what it is, bro. Um, I don't know. I'm just... I felt like this with Cody for a long time, dude. I felt like this with Cody for a long time. Like, the one match that was like, okay, that was actually kind of a banger was the match with uh, Jay versus the Judgment Day at Fastlane. Other than that, dude, I couldn't tell you what he did at Payback. I couldn't. SummerSlam, the match with Brock, it was their best match, but the whole summer it was just like do my shit and get out. You know what I mean? That's kind of what Cody Rhodes matches are. And that, I don't know, man. It's, eh. I get you. I get definitely, man. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely like that with Cody. It sucks to see, but it, it, it can definitely be like that with Cody. Just, he goes in, he, he treats it like a 2K squash match. Just yeah. let me do all my signatures, let me do all my finishers, let me end the match, man. So, you know, you know, it's kind of what Cody Rhodes has evolved into, um, but he's still Cody, nonetheless, man. And yep. um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Nowhere. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Well, I guess War Games. I guess so. Um, this is part of it, technically. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. So Cody Rhodes beats Damian Priest in eleven minutes. They got the same amount of time as that women's match, so hence my point. Um, and the main event of the show, L.A. Knight versus Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship. We got news on L.A. Knight that's absolutely mind-boggling. But I've seen a lot of people saying, man, Roman just does the same stuff. He just has the bloodline help him. Yeah, that... That's the point. Are you guys just coming to this conclusion now? Have we not been telling you people this for like fucking years? Three years now? And oh, (laughs) this was my other favorite one. WWE is scared to take risks because they didn't put the title on LA Knight. Do you know how many people that they passed up on? 
And now, now you come to the conclusion that they're scared to, and it's not that they're scared to take risks. They're just scared to take the title off Roman. And honestly, why would you take the fucking title off of him now? Why? Why would you take the title off of him right now? And you know what? If you guys want it, if, and honestly, honestly, we gave Roman a lot of slack. Rightfully so, because he was beating bums with the help of the bloodline, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm not calling him a bum, but Claudio is fantastic. Cesaro in WWE, I'm sorry, guy was a bum. He was was a chopper. He's fantastic. I'm not saying that he sucks. He's fantastic, but in WWE, they treated him like a bum. And if you don't agree with that, then you're fucking need to take your rose-colored glasses off, but... This man spent the whole duration of the beginning of his reign needing help to beat bums. And he did. He did. That's the whole point of the story. And and here's the thing. If he beat LA Knight clean, you guys wouldn't shut up that they buried LA Knight. Exactly. This this is the whole point. This this is why it's got away with this for so long. Not only is he not beating people clean, because the whole tribal chief character is that he needs people to help him win, and he's such a delusional psychopath that he doesn't see it that way. But you know, though it's how it is. Um, and it took us a while to realize that. Yeah. That was, that's the whole point of the character. That's literally the whole point of the character. And you're mad that they're keeping character consistency. Yeah. I it, this game. Yeah, that's the exact ending I wanted because it it made L.A. Knight look like everybody else. Keep, it's yeah. the same way fucking Danielson and Edge lost. And if they could lose that way, anybody else can. Keeps people strong. And again, if he fucking dude, I swear to you, if he went in there, beat L.A. Knight clean. L.A. Knight would be buried in these people's eyes. This is what I wanted to happen because it keeps L.A. Knight looking strong and it looks like Roman needed help to win. But yes, that that is one thing about Roman Reigns that took me a really long time to realize. Um, when he would beat big names and need the help of the bloodline, I would be upset. I, you know, he, dude, that's the fucking point. And like I was saying, is it a little upsetting when he needs the bloodline to beat bums? Yes, because you're fucking Roman Reigns. You know damn well you don't need help to beat these bums. But for bigger names, at first, it annoyed me. But then eventually, eventually, I fucking came around to it, and that's the point. That is why whenever they talk about, when last year, when or earlier this year, when, when Cody Rhodes talked about the bloodline leaving Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns acted like he didn't give a fuck, but he had those brief moments of him staring off into space and having the realization of, oh, fuck. What happens when I don't have no bloodline? Exactly. He'll lose. Because that's the babyface Roman could have beat anybody. You put you put Jesus himself in front of him, he would have pinned him on the mat. One, two, yep. three. Clean. But he'll, he'll win. He can't, he can't win. He can't win by himself, and that that's the whole point. That's going to be the whole point of the face turn in two years. Um, it's going to be, that's the only way he, he knows he could truly 
be a true performer is being a good guy. He'll have to come to terms with that and come to terms with all the fuck shit he did for the past. It'll be probably fucking four years at that point, which I cannot wait for, man. I cannot wait for that story. But um, that's the whole point of the character. People are mad at it. Yeah. I was mad at it a year and a half ago. Now I'm loving it. Now that's when all the people loved it. And I hated it. Now it's yeah. the reverse. I love it, and they hate it. Come yeah. on, guys. This is the whole point. Yeah, it, you know it. Again, you you gotta you gotta appreciate these things, bro. I'm. We are never going to get another faction like the Bloodline. We are never going to get another performer. We are never going to get another champion like Roman Reigns in our lifetime, or maybe when I'm old as fuck. But in these years. For the next 30, 40 years, I mean, not even then, dude, because, I mean, you look at champions like Cena. We're never going to get another guy like John Cena. We're never going to get another guy like Roman Reigns. Um, You know, we're never going to get another guy like Austin, like Rock, um, guys like that, like Sting. We're never going to get another one of these people, bro. So you got to appreciate these guys when they're here and, like, you know, like, uh, like Sir K said, in the beginning of the reign... When it when it was uh, cool to everybody, um, they were loving it. We hated it. Now we're kind of near. At least I think we're nearing the end of the rain. Now these people all are turning on it, and I'm loving it, man. I I, I understand now. I understand. Um, and it, it 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 makes sense. It does. Um, and again, WWE is not scared to take risks. They they will take risks when they want to, but dude. Because they didn't put the fucking title on LA Knight, who the fuck seen LA Knight coming out of this beating Roman Reigns? Be honest with yourself here. I mean, seriously, bro. If you are disappointed that he didn't win, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you were expecting. You are expecting some weird shit. Once Cody lost, I don't. I'm, I will never be shocked ever again if he beats somebody. No, exactly. Cody Rhodes lost in the main event of WrestleMania, bro. Anything is on the table. Anything. Literally anything, anything bro. So, yeah, man. Um, But LA Knight, LA Knight, um, when WWE wants to put their championships on him, they will put their championships on him. He is wildly popular. He is not going anywhere. He is not going anywhere. Actually, after the news we got, I certainly hope not. But, dude... Do, did you really think they were going to end the fucking reign at Crown Jewel? I mean, seriously. Be, look yourself in the fucking mirror. And think about what a fucking idiot you sound like. Thinking that WWE is going to end the reign at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. A th- over a thousand days to fucking end it at Crown Jewel. No, this reign has to end at WrestleMania. This is why I never agreed with people saying that they wanted him to drop it at SummerSlam. No. This reign ends at WrestleMania. That's only, it. Only and, way to do it. And that man better get a fucking... Better get a standing ovation as soon as he goes back through that curtain. Because, golly, it has been... Three years of greatness and something that we will never see again. Appreciate it. Exactly, man. Exactly. Otherwise, bro, um, I like this match. I like this match. The crowd is really into it. Um, the the crowd is really into it, man. Um, 
The crowd was really into it. Um, they were hot for LA Knight. And honestly, bro, that's kind of what makes these Roman title defenses better. When the fucking people just are cheering for the baby face and fucking Roman Reigns just beats them. It's hilarious. Dude, um, so... Oh, I, I totally wish I could rewatch that media main event for the first time with, like, these eyes. Ah, oh, dude, it'd be the greatest comedy of the, of the year. Hey, man, I, we might have to, bro. We might have to. That might be something. Oh, that might be something on on the bucket list to do in the next couple of weekends, bro. But yeah, no, I. Uh huh. You know what I just thought about? What's up? I think we would have put it out at the time, but now thinking back, I don't know if we'll put it on. Do we put Cody losing at Mania for worst picking decision of the year, nominee? I don't know if I would put it on there. Only because it's a popular thing. Yeah. You know, know, sometimes, and so that's that's the interesting thing with the year-end awards, is we try to think about this like mine and Sir K's, but we also, you know, incorporate people that you like or people that smart wrestling fans like. So uh, a couple years ago, a couple years ago, uh, when we were doing Tag Team of the Year, me and Sir K thought FTR shouldn't have been on it. I think this might have been like 2021 or 20, not 20, it was either, no, it was 2021. Yeah, it was the year of the pinnacle stuff, or 2020, one of the, I think it was 2021. Um, We didn't want to put FTR as uh, on the Tag Team of the Year, but we know that people like them, and they're uh, a constant, um, great uh, in-ring act, so we do put them on there, but a lot of times they have no fucking chance of winning it. We kind of just put them on there because people like them um, no matter what, and like, for example, the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. no matter how bad of a year they have, they'll probably always be a nominee just because there's 10 spots. Yeah. Doesn't really mean, uh, just because they were a tag team that was featured a lot on... You know, and you got to take that into account, too, is you may not like these acts, but you kind of got to look at it through everybody's perspective. And that's what we try to do. But if there's something that doesn't get it, it's it's uh, it's must be because they were really fucking bad or me and Sir K feel that strongly enough. But that's interesting. And that's why I'm very interested for this year's year end awards. Does it go on a worst booking decision of the year? Probably, but does it win it? I would say for me personally, no, but for the wider wrestling world, it would. Probably, but I I I I can't I can't really say I I'm sure now I, I can't think of all of them right now, but I'm sure when we revisit this topic, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot other things that really fucking irked me in the year 2023 uh that I can think of that are worse than Cody um Cody losing at WrestleMania. Um it's just me though. Yeah, but, just down to this Tony Khan is nominee. Yeah, just himself. Tony Khan made a handful of the worst booking decisions of the year. Um oh yeah. Fraud of the year. New oh, category. That's all I gotta say. Oh, um <laughs> So, yeah, man, 
But I don't, I, again, I, I genuinely don't know what, what people were expecting. I, I seen all of the above. Oh, this is the same old stuff. This is like, this is just Jinder Mahal on steroids. I seen that the other day. Like, oh, fucking K. Okay, now, chill the fuck out. Do you have any yeah, exactly. idea how bad Jinder Mahal's right? Come on, man. Do not even... Do not even show me that trash, bro. Get that shit out of my face, dude. Um, Jinder Mahal on steroids. That shit blew me. Um... And again, all these fucking reasons about people being tired of Roman Reigns. I want to remind you that you people were happy. Some of these people were happy that he won at WrestleMania. Now they hate mm -hmm. him. Well, I hate him. Exactly. And, and we were the opposite. We hated that shit at first. Now I don't mind it at all, to be honest. This is greatness, and he will drop the belt at WrestleMania 40 because it's WrestleMania fucking 40. It's a uh it's a um a milestone year for WrestleMania and they're going to want something big and what bigger than the end of the Tribal Chief. Ugh, it's going to be sad. Exactly. Oh, I can't wait. So so yeah, man. Um and then we can start his redemption arc, bro. But this match went 20 minutes and 5 seconds and uh Jimmy and Solo uh helped Roman that's the that's the one thing I don't get. The whole Jimmy inclusion. I'm gonna let it play out, but I don't understand it. I still don't get it. I don't. That's just me. I feel like he's just put back with the bloodline because they don't know what to do with him. Because they can't put him on Raw. Be and and God forbid you send him to fucking NXT. Um I feel, you know, they just don't want to put him on Raw because Jay's over there and Jimmy, I, they don't have anything to do with them, but I'm going to let it play out and see where this all goes. But I'm just saying right now, as of November 10th, I have no idea why they put Jimmy Uso back in the bloodline. I have no fucking idea. Oh, no clue. I have no idea where this is going, but I'm intrigued to see. Definitely. And I can't wait till this bloodline stuff is over till these people say, man, I missed the bloodline. Man, they were so oh, dude, good. I fucking know, uh, man. Ah, uh, five for the next five years after that storyline's in, that's all you're gonna see every three months on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, this was cinema. Yeah, it was, and you fucking hated it at the time. So fuck off. All right. Yeah. Okay. On to the news, finally. On to the news. Leave me and Sir K in the year 2023 to sit here for 20 minutes and defend Roman Reigns. What fucking world are we living in? Hold on. Me, me, me and Sir K just defended Roman Reigns for 20 minutes. We enjoy, to a point, Monday Night Raw... AEW Dynamite is a bore fest nowadays. What the fuck is happening? If you would have told me this in 2020 I, or 2021, I would have shot you oh. dead right in front of me. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, yeah. just telling us that in 2021. Yeah, Dynamite's going to be pretty cheeks in the future. Uh, Raw is going to be pretty good. 
Uh, you're gonna love Roman Reigns. He that you're gonna love that reign. It's still going on, by the way, and you're gonna love it. Um, Cody lost at WrestleMania, and it, it, it ended up being a great decision. Like, mm. <laughs> dude, you would have told me that. I would be like, wait, 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 dude. <laughs> it's so I know you're gonna laugh because you like laughing at Cody's downfall. But I seen this post on on uh, Twitter today. It said, um. MJF cost Cody Rhodes the AEW World Championship, and and uh, he just surpassed being the longest reigning AEW champion. Yet Cody has yet to finish his story. Still, <laughs> fucking MJF did all that. He costed. He's the reason that Cody can't uh, win the world, uh, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, and then. On top of that, he just surpassed being the longest reigning AEW champion, and Cody still hasn't won the the World Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Championship. I mean, after all this time, bro, still hasn't. Dude, everybody's finishing their story before this man. It is hilarious. I love the Cody Rhodes just getting this man. Just this man' life probably sucks, dude. Yeah, I feel so bad for him, but. I can't help but make fun of him, man. Uh, oh, you can't, dude. You can't. It's only it's only right, bro. It's only right. So, moving on um, to the news. Chicago Phil. Let's start you guys off with the CM Punk news, and then we're going to go into a bit of the Crown Jewel-related stuff. <sighs> WWE has... A lot of things going on, and fans have seen a ton of CM Punk teases in recent memory. That being said, it appears the Second City Savior is moving even closer to WWE at this point. While WWE rejected CM Punk's advances as he sent out feelers following his AEW release, it appears that they may have changed their tune. Oh, really? Really? Wow, no who the, Sir K, who the fuck said that? Who said that? Go ahead. Tough, man, was it, was it Sean Ross Sapp? No, no, was it, no, no. Was it Melton? No, Mm-mm. no, no, no. Ryan, Ryan Satan? No, no. Not the devil oh, himself. <laughs> Mr. Satan. Wait. <laughs> was it us? Was it us? I think it was. I think it was. Really? So you mean to tell me WWE's not going to pass on a CM Punk return? Oh, man. No. Hmm. No fucking way. BWE posted behind his private X account to reveal that CM Punk had meetings scheduled with a few WWE board members of this last week at this point. The feeling backstage is that he is returning. Only time will tell if CM Punk ends up with WWE, but the hope is apparently not dead in the water for his return to the company. Stranger things have happened as WWE is open for business. So look at that. CM Punk scheduled for a call with WWE. And then I love people. Oh, CM Punk shot it down. Are you fucking stupid? Do you think CM Punk is going to say, that's right, I I got a scheduled call with WWE in two days. We're going to talk about my return. 
Are you oh, Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding Dude, me? Dude, this really this happens anytime someone debuts, returns, gets hired to a place. Of course they're gonna fucking deny it. No, I won't be there. I'm busy that day. I have something else scheduled that day. Everybody does it. And these fans fall for it every time. Oh, he said he ain't gonna be there, bro. I mean, come on, bro. He ain't gonna be there, obviously. Like, what? <laughs> My dog. Yeah, you... It's got to be special at that point. You got to be. But, like, come on, man. I I don't know, dude. I don't know. Good old fucking wrestling fans. Yeah. So CM Punk is scheduled uh, to talk to WWE regarding a return, and I am here for it. Um, Whether it's at Survivor Series, whether it's at the Royal Rumble, uh, either way, I'm here for it, man. I think he's going to do great in the company. And um, if it is at Survivor Series, I'm going to fucking be there for it. And then today, he's responding to Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller posted a picture of him on commentary, and he captioned it, Nobody can touch me, even on commentary. And CM Punk put a little fucking kissing emoji in his comments. Come on, bro. Come on. He's coming back. He's fucking coming back. I really think he is. I think he's coming back to WWE. I think he's going to show up at Survivor Series. Did, did you guys not hear the um, what what was leaked or what they changed about the uh, his file? Um, yes, um, I heard they the updated. Uh, I I heard they they up. Uh, I think Logan sent it to us. They updated it and somebody decoded it and it and and the date ended up being. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up so I it can was get the all date. The- it was the date that he got fired from AEW. Yeah. You think that's a coincidence, people? Some random error did something to edit his profile specifically, and the date that happens to be edited on the profile is the date he was fired from AEW? Come okay. on, bro. Come so, on. So they added a binary code in CM Punk's profile. They removed it, and um, but... The tr- uh, the binary code was translated, and it means September 3rd, the day CM Punk got fired from AEW. Okay, guys. Yep. And, and and that's 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 great. That's great that you that's great that you uh that's great that you say that, Bell, because. That's great that you say that, Bell. She says, this is why he hasn't did the scathing rant on AEW on a podcast, because he's going to do it on WWE television. Dude, they're on fucking, um, they're on, um, AEW television making fun of him. Did you not see all those references where John Moxley was talking about, we can't teach young Wheeler that you can't just say whatever you want and HR is not going to get involved. And then fucking um, Kenny Omega calling the Young Bucks fucking children? Are you kidding me? I, like, oh, like, if and I guarantee if Punk's not coming back, that is them finally being getting clearance to poke fun at him. Hundred oh, percent. Yeah, that's that's Tony Khan letting them know. Yeah, he's he's signing over there. Oh, okay, now we can go make fun of him. Because we couldn't do it while he was while he was still possibility to come back because we didn't want to fuck it up. <laughs> you know that too happy ass motherfucker. But um, pursuing every place he ever worked for, what a fucking what a guy, <laughs> what a fucking guy. But um, like bro, 
What the fuck are you guys doing? Making the you should make yourselves look like it. Which is so weird because the, the elite handled the situation so so good after the first media scrum. They didn't say nothing. They were dead silent. They were letting punks camp bury that man's grave, and it, it was great. They they looked legit. And now they're over here making joke after joke and reference after reference when the damage is done. When this damage could have been avoided if you didn't do shit like that. Yep. Come on, guys. Definitely, dude. Definitely. And then it, it's to the point, dude, where it's like Punk wanted to sit down with these guys. Dude, but you're sitting here giving them six-month ultimatums and shit. It's like, dude, this shit could have been done now. We wouldn't have had to wait six yeah. months, you know? It's like, but, but, but the, the shit piles up on each other to the point where it's like, if, if Punk would have got cool with the elite, then he would have only had a Jack Perry problem. And it's fucking Jack Perry. You know what I mean? Like we can get over that. He's as much as great as Jack Perry is. He's not one of the main stars in the company to the point where you're going to consider firing him. You know what I mean? But it's just like, you know, you would only had that problem. But now you got Jack Perry and the fucking elite and God no Ryan. Ne well, I mean, it's Ryan Nemeth who really cares. But like you got the elite, you got Jack Perry. It should just piled up, man. But it's like if you would have just nixed it as soon as he wanted to sit down with these guys and talk about the shit, this could have all been done. And then you guys could have went and made all your jokes and we could have all laughed about it as CM Punk enjoyed his third AEW world title reign. God. Look, like, yeah, the jokes would, I would be laughing at the jokes if, if it was something to laugh about. Y'all failed, y'all fucked up, y'all broke, y'all drove the man out the company. That shit ain't funny. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, Bell, uh, Bell says it perfectly, bro. She says, I was pissed off when I read what Eddie King said, even though, uh, even though this made me love him even more, said, um said about said about he he would have been happy for punk to stay because he understands the bigger picture punk on television you cannot yeah. tell me cm punk from 2000 from all out or no from first dance to all out 2022 before the media scrum you can't tell me all that was uh good great television dude you can't oh. I was earlier. I was just watching the fucking the debut clip where you could see us in the background at that one point. Yep. And dude, just the the energy and just the shit you feel from that. That and I was thinking this this was AEW's peak. This moment right here was AEW's peak, and it was CM Punk. Come on, guys. Come on. Man, I'll never forget getting the goosebumps, bro, when we were standing on Madison Street. And that car drove by, and that dude peeked his head out the window and screamed, Happy CM Punk Day. And then he drove away. And, I, like, that, and the atmosphere. There will never be another atmosphere like the first dance. That dude. Dude. Uh, I, one thing I distinctly remember is, right as the show was going on air, they started changing the colors of light from yep. that red to white. Yep. And I, that's the, that, that second I knew... What was about to happen? I was like, "Oh my God, it's real!" I the love, second those lights started flashing, I love watching the video back, dude. When everybody's chanting CM Punk, and then you hear the, tss, tss, and for that split second, 
You could hear a pen drop in the arena. You nothing. Everyone's jaw, because we all like knew it was gonna happen. That's yeah. why we all win. But like, you still there's there's a chance that he's gonna not work out. We would have imagine if that man never came out. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that would have been the most brutal show, dude. We would have hijacked the living fuck out of that show. Oh, Tony God would have died that day, man. I think I think the whole <laughs> would have been Ross Gorilla. That, if oh. that man didn't come out. Dude. That's the whole reason we all win. Yeah. The CM Punk chance that started it. And it was, once that music hit, that fucking roar was just insane, oh, man. It was nuts. Greatest, greatest moment I've ever seen live. And AEW's greatest moment ever was CM Punk debuting. Dude. Man, that was like me and you've marked out at shows that have you know, oh, me and yeah. you've went nuts at shows, but there was dude, it was literally like you were in a mosh pit. Everybody was fucking jumping. Everybody fucking dude next to us, our boy Matthew Reed, shout out to him. That man was fucking jumping on his chair. He was like fucking jumping on other people's chairs. This shit was nuts, bro. People were high fiving and fucking hugging like we known each other for fucking twenty years. Um, beautiful man. Shit was nuts, bro. Shit like there, there will be nothing like the first dance. If oh, you are a professional wrestling fan, I truly, I wish, I wish every, I wish every wrestling fan got to go to that show, bro, because. Damn, that was different. That was different. Walking away from the UC that night, just looking at the big fucking punk flag Tron. They plastered all over and having that ice cream bar. (sighs) Okay, with the zoo camera set up that you guys can't really see it during the show anymore, but I will always keep that up because that shit was the best live moment I've ever experienced. I got my I got my ice cream rapper fucking sit uh magneted to my mini fridge over there bro so exactly. keep it in that bitch man because it's that moment and we yeah we might get to see the same version of that in wwe again man i that that's another that's personally one of the real reasons i want him to debut at survivor series is just because we get to see alive again you know it's we get to see both his we get exactly. to catch lightning in a bottle twice like taking crack again, man. I just how <laughs> I need that fix. <laughs> I just need it, bro. Ah, man, crazy I'm dude. Sure that's crack does feel like, man. It's gotta be. It's gotta be close to shit. that. I remember, bro. I always, I always talk about it like an out of body experience, but like those people probably thought. So, guys, as soon as. Across the arena from us, we seen somebody holding up the I was there shirt. And we were like, oh, we're gone. We're like, we're fucking, we're going. So we went though, we we went and sat in the merch line, and I'll never forget when I was running up the stairs, I just kept screaming, let's fucking go. And I just remember, I don't know if people were looking at me, but I'm assuming they were. And when we were walking past the merch line, I just remember I kept screaming it and I was like fucking high-fiving motherfuckers. It was nuts, bro. It was nuts. It really was, bro. It man, just oh. ah, it was fucking awesome. It was awesome. It really was, dude. That shit was phenomenal, man. I love that shit. I probably look like <clears throat> the biggest fucking mark. People probably tell stories about the guy that was 
running through the fucking hallways of the United Center, screaming, let's fucking go. Um, and we, we always remember that one special person in the merch line. But... <laughs> Dude, I was, like, fucking bumping into fucking people in the merch line. Yeah, that was fucking uh, great. Ah, good times, man. Truly a devoted day, man. Dude. So... That's the news on Chicago Phil going back to, um, that's the news on fucking Chicago Phil going back to, uh, uh, not to mention I was crying. I was, I was. Oh, oh yeah. Zerkay had tears in his eyes. I, I, I was crying like a motherfucker, bro. Um, of course I wasn't the lucky fan that got fucking put on television, but, um, I was crying, bro. I was crying cause God damn, ah, well, what a night. See a still of us. Yeah, really good shot, man. Yes, you can see it, it's us with him, with him in yeah, it. You can fucking right see up. us right behind him. So right to the fucking right of his head, man. You just see us standing there, just draws dropped, insane, dude. <laughs> yeah, we literally were too. We both had our fucking mouths open, <laughs> like fucking Draymond's face. <laughs> I mean, just straight Draymond face that whole time. Man. It, was that, it was that moment, man. Beautiful, beautiful uh, moment. Never forget it, bro. Never forget it. Um, so that's that, man. That's that. So moving on to some, uh, more WWE news. Speaking of WWE being interested in people, WWE has massive interest in signing English born Italian, Japanese wrestler and current new Japan strong women's champion, Julia per PW insider. Julia is expected to be at the WWE performance center next time this month. This is great, man. I hear nothing but good things about Julia. Um, I hear nothing but nothing but good things about uh, about her. Um, I haven't seen any of her work, but I hear nothing but good things about uh, her work and and stardom and and uh, New Japan. Um, and I'm I did not know that she was English born, Italian, and Japanese. I did not know that. That mm. definitely explains it. Oh yeah. Definitely, man. It's crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm dumb as hell. I, I I thought her name was Ghoulia when I first. That's what I thought it was too. That's what I thought it was too. It's fucking Ghoulia. But I'm but, sitting. Um, I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, you know what? Before we do news on Friday, let me just make sure her name's Ghoulia before I sound like a fucking idiot. And then I seen videos. Of people were calling her Julia. I was like, okay, that makes sense because Ghoulia is a fucking stupid ass name. Yeah, you. Horrible ass wrestling name, but Julia is really good, man. So I've never seen her matches, but I like you said, I hear nothing but greatness. So let's let's hope they get her, man. I hope they do. Yeah, man. And before I say the line, we got more. WWE mm-hmm. is heavily interested in New Japan Pro Wrestling's Will Ospreay. His contract is set to expire early next year, and Fightful Select reports that WWE has shown heavy interest in signing the current IWGP United Kingdom champion. Now, let me say the line. Let Paul cook. Bro, this is why I fucking love Triple H, man. This man, he's going. We're hearing heavy interest about people a lot, and I love it because this is what Paul needs to do. He needs to cook, and I'm glad that he's finally starting to cook, bro. And 
and I'm assuming the reason he didn't get to cook last year was because there was a certain fucking, there was a certain mustache stopping him from fucking doing anything. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he's giving him a fucking plate and send it out to go be a waiter. Yep. But, um, but now, he, now he's actually in the kitchen with his team, yep. and they can actually cook some gourmet meals, man. I can't wait. And I think Will Ospreay might be on the menu, man. I think he might. I hope he is, dude. I hope he is. Again, bro, if I'm Will Ospreay, I'm making sure I'm not going to NXT Europe. And if I know I'm not going to NXT Europe, I'm going to WWE. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And, and for Easy, Julia... Bro for julia as well after the way aew handled bringing in mariah may <laughs> you made the right choice you made the right fucking yeah. choice oh fuck yeah man they treat, yeah, i can't wait to talk about that on monday but they treated her like fucking <laughs> not great so i i hope she goes there too man but look, triple h man let that man keep staying in that kitchen man yes he's cooking bro he's cooking on television He's fucking and and uh, and he he got he got Julia damn near so he start he might be getting Chicago Phil so he might be starting to fucking he might be starting to cook everywhere else too so I'm fucking here for it. Exactly, exactly. Definitely, bro. Definitely. So, yeah, man. That's the uh, that's the news on um that's the news on, on WWE having interest and in not only Julia, bro, but Will Osprey, man. They're uh. They are, uh, they, they got heavy interest in them and every professional wrestling on the company should have heavy interest in Will Ospreay, man. So, and he's got a great representative, dude. I just hope because his representative does the elite, I just hope his rep doesn't sway him towards AEW. Cause I just, I don't think that's a good idea. I just don't, I, yeah. I don't, I know it's Will Ospreay and he's going to put on great matches, but I think, dude, if you want to, if he wants to go somewhere where um, he's actually going to be treated as like one of the main priorities of the show, you go to WWE, bro. And that man is a phenomenal promo, and I would actually like to hear him cut phenomenal promos yes. on television. So yes. I hope he goes to WWE, man. That man is a phenomenal promo. In AEW, we're gonna get a handful of great promo battles a year. You it's know, it. a handful, exactly. but it's not going to be like Punk, where they were damn near putting the guy on the mic every week because Punk was Punk, and I know he's, he's Will Osprey, but Tony Khan just had a special, special thing for CM Punk, man. Um, oh, dude, he really did. The man stole his heart and he broke it. Ah, okay, that's good to know. Barry, Bl oh yeah, Cody is in the elite. I. Well, he was. Well, that's that's one thing. I always fucking forget that. But that's one thing that could help, to be honest. I think that I think that'll be a huge, huge help is uh Cody being a part of uh Cody being a part of um of that. So I hope I, I hope Barry Bloom I I hope he makes I hope he makes the right choice in, in representing Will Ospreay and I kind of hope he goes to WWE, man, to be honest, because like Turkey said, he's a fantastic promo, and WWE is going to want to hone in on that, um, on that, uh, on his promo ability, uh, and they're going to want to make him even better. So no, exactly, man. Yeah, man. So with that, 
Speaking of Mariah May. <sighs> you got the image on your screen. The glamour Mariah May is all elite. During the November 8th episode of AEW Dynamite, RJ City interviewed Mariah May backstage and announced that she had signed with the promotion. In her interview with RJ, Mariah said she went to Japan because of Tony Storm and is now in AEW because Tony Storm was here. The 25-year-old is coming off a very successful run with Stardom, where she was a one-time goddess of Stardom champion. I want to be. I want. I want to be so happy for Mariah May. I do, but fucking goddamn, ah, uh, dude, like, like, dog, like, listen. The thing is, we'll talk about. It. I'll talk about it a little more in detail on Monday, man. But like, it's not even the fact that it was like a little interview thing. I don't mind that, but like, you you ask somebody what your goal is in, in a wrestling company. Why did you not make her first answer the world championship? Even if that's not what she's going for right now, is that not your goal by going to a wrestling company? Nope. She wants that should to be the Tony first Storm. thing. Like that should be the first thing you ever say when you get to a wrestling company is I want to be the world champion. That's the whole reason I'm here. Now, you know, you can get away with it for some older guys like Edge, who kind of has more of a historic past with the person he's here to, you know, be around. You can get away with it with Edge, you know what I mean? But, like, with a young talent like that, why are you not fucking saying your whole ear here for entirely to be the best and be the world champion? What the fuck? Exactly. Um, exactly, dude. And the thing is... You debuted her in a backstage segment when you could have just, oh, I don't, oh, I have no idea. I have no idea how you could have debuted her, Tony. How about at full gear, you have her help, Tony Storm, win the fucking women's championship? How about that? Oh, I've been perfect. I've been perfect. Otherwise, man, I think the I think the duo with her and Tony is gonna be really good. I think it's gonna be really good. But what the fuck are you doing? It's not like we're eight days away from the pay per view any fucking way. I mean, what the fuck, man? Yeah. What are we doing? Gonna wait eight days. You actually have a pay per view debut that people can be intrigued in, and I got that in a long ass time. But no, just dump it out on the fucking on, on nothing dynamite. To make your nothing show even more infuriating. Absolutely. That's a great point. Bell says, I don't know about you guys, but it honestly feels like TK saw that Kyrie returned to WWE and heard Julia is heavily rumored to join WWE. So he panicked and debuted her like this. Yes, that that's yeah. exactly what he does. That's what he did with Jay White. Fucking, you don't think you could have de debuted Jay White in a cooler way? Oh, no, Raw After Mania was trash, so, uh, you know, people think Jay White's going to WWE, so there it is. We're, there he is. Just fucking send him out there. Are you serious? Oh, what? <sighs> I don't know, man. Bad call. And I, and, and I feel that, eh, 
Though the same thing probably happened here with Mariah May. So that's just fucking wonderful. God. Um, speaking of the AEW women's division, PW Insider is reporting that the Bunny and AEW have mutually parted ways. A, lot, a few people had noticed earlier today that she was removed from the roster list on the AEW website. But aside from that, no information was shared. And I also heard that um, I think Butcher and Blade weren't with Kip Sabian on uh, on this past week's episode of Collision. See ya. Fucking A. Yeah, I mean, seriously. For any of those talent, they, I think Butcher and Blade had potential, but Tony Khan was never going to use that potential properly. Um, he made them fucking money people for some reason yep mercenaries. Oh, that mercenary gimmick in wrestling mm. oh fuck that shit but um you know i mean to me it, it's skimming skimming stuff you should have skimmed skimming people should have skimmed a long time ago man so yep. i say keep this up man i really do absolutely absolutely bro so um yeah, Bunny's gone, and I don't think the other two are far behind her. So, um, I think they would be a pretty cool act in, like, NXT or Impact or something if they wanted to explore those options. But otherwise, I wish them the best, and, uh, yeah, I'm just so fucking thrilled it's over. Um, <laughs> see ya. Yeah, no kidding. No fucking kidding, bro. Um... Yeah, man, so that is, that's the news on the bunny. Um, looks like she's done. Looks like she's done with, uh, with AEW, man. And, um, uh, let's see. Hmm. I just mentioned that they would be maybe a pretty, pretty decent act in NXT. Let's talk about NXT. So... NXT, this is uh, breaking news as of three days ago, bro. Um, WWE's parent company, TKO, have just announced that NXT will be moving to the CW Network in October of 2024. This will begin a huge five-year deal for WWE's developmental brand as previously announced SmackDown will return to the USA Network, and Raw's future will remain un uh, still remains unknown. Crazy man, crazy. Yeah, this is crazy, bro. I believe the CW had um, uh, NWA, but um, Sir K was telling me that they were doing cocaine spots on their uh, television product so that's just fucking wonderful yes. um that's just the best part is uh-huh. it wasn't even you know like a like a video package no they paint to them on the stage at a table doing cocaine they did it live like in person <laughs> not gonna lie bro that's wild as fuck <laughs> no. yeah, man. Hey, man. Billy got some fucking balls on him to do that shit, man. But um, Seriously. and he uh, he did it, and he lost a CW deal, man. It looks like they want NXT. 
good for them, man. And I hope this could be a nice change of pace for NXT. Because I'm also hearing that if that's the case, that WWE would like to take NXT on the road again. And I hope it does. Because that need that that environment needs to change. If they, because they're gonna, I think they're gonna keep trying to portray it as like a third mini brand. If you want to do that, you gotta get out of that location, man. Yeah. Or uh, no, I was gonna say you can go back to full sale, but fucking full sale crowd doesn't want to see this shit. Yeah, full sale crowd wanted to be there for black and gold. Are you fucking kidding me? Um. Like, come on. Uh. So speaking of the CW, but uh, yeah, this is um, this this is good news for. I hope this is good news for NXT. Personally, I would have just loved if they went to Peacock and put it at one hour. I think that would have just been the sweet spot. That way, we can get talent that's actually good the fuck out of there. Um, but. It doesn't make any sense because NXT is a developmental, so Shawn Michaels should always be in the... Shawn Michaels should never expect huge ratings. You're running a developmental show, dude. I mean, you should never expect huge ratings, and if a star leaves, build up a new one. That's kind of the point of developmental. That's the whole point. Triple H was doing this shit on the monthly, man. Dude, I swear to God, every it was a revolving door. Every time, Every time somebody... Every time somebody left, there was always the next guy up to take that spot. Um, and it was a great system. But speaking of the CW, <sighs> House of Wrestling reports that beside the NWA and NXT, CW engaged in discussions with at least two other notable wrestling promotions. That being said, Tony Khan has not talked to the CW about any ROH, uh, did not, um, Tony Khan, yeah, did not talk to the CW about any ROH deal because he was waiting until AEW's television rights deals come up in 2024. From what we understand, Tony Khan rejected to talk to the CW, um, after he uh, refused, or he refused to seriously entertain any new deals for ROH until AEW AEW TV rights deals are in play, which will be in 2024. Khan feels that by waiting, he will have more options and leverage in the marketplace. It was noted to House of Wrestling that Khan found the CW executive to be very pleasant and someone who he enjoyed visiting with, but it just wasn't the right time to make a deal. What? I, I get this one with Tony Khan. I mean, you don't want to... Because you're going to have to set a date for ROH. Get it on TV. You're going to have to set a date. Mm. And maybe, again, the only deal you give a warner is that same date. And you don't want to do that. Because you don't want to build... AEW, your real company, around the dick company in ROH, wanted to be the reverse. So I actually understand that. I I, I can put respect on that. I I do. Yeah, that 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 makes that make, when you put it like that, it makes a lot more sense. But I just don't get. I just don't think he ever cares to do anything with uh, with ROH. That's my thing. I. This is this is the thing is something with with Ring of Honor. I I just I don't understand why he would reject. I don't understand why he wouldn't just say I would love it, but 
be honest and just tell them, let me lock down something else first, because look at what they did. They went to the, the other, they went to the other side and they got NXT when you could have had ring of honor on television. Um, you sure you could have done it down the line. Cause I get it. I get it. You want AEW to get their deal first and have ROH behind. You want to have ROH follow. I get it. But you fucking have, um, you know, an executive that wants your product and look at what they did. They went and gave some of that money that was probably going to go to Ring of Honor to ROH. And what does that give you another opportunity to do? Get people like, um, uh, get your ROH people an actual television show. And maybe you can actually book some storylines on there if you got it on television. Maybe you could get Athena on television and get her the fuck off of Honor Club. How about that, Tony? Who the fuck even is the Ring of Honor world champion right now? Eddie Kingston. Oh, okay. Maybe you get Eddie Kingston on there. Maybe you start signing people to the Ring of Honor brand. And don't put them on AEW television. No, you just have them as ROH talent. And you have them on an actual network where they can actually put on an actual wrestling show and not a match fest. But now the CW... Now the CW... They went to the competition, bro, and I highly doubt we're going to see AEW and WWE programming on the same network. So there you go. Oh, God, no. God, no. Yeah, we'll see that, man. So, yeah, good good for NXT, man. Bad for, bad for Tony Khan. So funny that a long time ago, when, when that was the prime of the Wednesday Night War, fucking... Um, Wait, what, did, what, did, what did Chris? Oh yeah, Chris Jericho tweeted it's a marathon, not a race. I guess it was, man. I think they're about to cross the finish line on your ass. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Um, so, oh, are you talking about NXT? Oh, I'm sure they're getting bank. I'm sure they're getting oh, fucking fuck bank. Yeah. Because you got to think, dude, CW is probably paying whatever for um, NWA, but for a WWE product, you know they were going to pay out the ass. And yes, um, I was saying that. that NXT will definitely be their higher highest rated show. Apparently, their shows rate on average from like 200k to like 500k. So NXT will definitely be their highest rated show on the network. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Perfect fit for them. Perfect fit for that fucking farm league. Now they get Von Wagner. Wonderful. It really is farm league. It is. It really is. Um. So yeah, man. Tony Khan missed out on the CW, and um, I mean, shit. Ring of Honor probably would have been their highest rated show too. But you never know, man. Um. Now it's gonna be NXT. So. Oh, speaking of uh, WWE, um, Raw, Monday Night Raw, WWE's possible possible new television home unveiled. During the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer mentioned offhandedly that FX is very much 
in the running to land Raw at this point. That seems to be most of the talk at this juncture. There's a good chance uh, USA Network is losing Raw. Most of the talk is that Raw is going to FX. Is FX Fox? No, right? No, no. It's its own thing. I, I thought so. Um, yeah, let me see. Okay, 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 yes, I remember FX now. I think SmackDown yeah. used to be on FX. I think so. Yeah, okay, I, okay, cool. I was gonna say, because I didn't think so, and, okay, Fox is just dumping them. <laughs> Fox is just fucking dumping them fucking across the board. But, um, yeah, man, so it looks like Monday Night Raw is going to FX, and I'm going to have to do some research and see if YouTube TV carries all these, because YouTube TV is the only one that fucking carries USA, Fox, and TBS, and TNT, which is why I have it, because it's got all the wrestling channels, but I'm going to have to do some research and see, uh, make sure I got all these, no I mean, I really don't care about having the CW, I, I don't fucking watch NXT anyway, but, yeah, right, um, but yeah, man, so looks like Monday Night Raw is possibly going to uh, FX, man, and we'll we'll see. We'll see what uh we'll see what happens. I just hope they stay on Monday and don't deviate away from that. God, no, that's all I hope for. Man. Yeah. They can man. stay at three hours for all I give a fuck as long as it's on Monday. Seriously. Seriously. Who knows, man? Maybe this is uh maybe this is new network. Maybe this could be a fresh start for fucking Monday Night Raw. Could you imagine? I actually do. I I think they're gonna go to two hours, no matter where they go with this. And I cannot wait. I oh, really can't. I'm pumped. I'm fucking pumped. Um. Yeah, man. So that um. So that is uh that is the news on Monday Night Raw possibly moving to FX. Man. Also. WWE and their pay per view weekends. This is interesting. During the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer discussed NXT's new deal with the CW. It was also revealed that WWE is discussing a big change for NXT's weekly presentation upon this new deal. He says, The concept, um, the concept they're looking at was WWE on Friday, UFC on Saturday, and WWE on Monday for the package. Now, does that mean that the pay-per-view will be on a Friday and UFC is on a Saturday? Because if that is what that means, that means SmackDown will not be on Friday because they will be doing pay-per-views on Fridays. So, I mean, that's something That's something that they said. I don't think that they... Uh, that's, that's something that they said. I don't think they meant. I mean, if they're going... To set big site fees, they're not going to want TV tapings. They, uh, they're going to want pay per views out of that. That was an interesting. Uh, that was that was an interesting one thing I noted from the conference call. Dave Meltzer went on to say that they were talking about Fridays, but they were talking about big shows to be brought in. So the big shows they would be talking about were pay per views with the same location for the both companies. Um, that has got to suck on production teams. You got, oh God, that's probably going to be horrible for them. You got one night to fucking get all that shit down because the fucking UFC people are coming the next morning to set their shit up. Ugh. Oh, I hate that, bro. I hate that. But 
in terms of as a fan, I don't know why y'all, but I dig the fuck out of that idea. You know, I don't got the unfun job on Friday, so I, I really like the sound of this, actually. I dig it a lot. Dude, imagine Friday double streams, bro. We'll be on here with fucking news at fucking four. Then the show starts at seven and we'll be fucking right back on here at uh, six o'clock or at um, uh, 10, 11 o'clock. I, I hope that goes through. I don't mind it at all. And I only think this will be for like joint weekends. I don't think it'll be for like manias and summer slams. I only think, I think maybe a couple times out of the year, they'll do WWE and UFC weekends. You know, I don't think it'll be for like every pay-per-view. I don't think. No, I really don't think so. Because uh, I don't I mean, they do actually, don't they have monthly pay-per-views for UFC? I think they do. They do. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, but I, at least for like the mania, I won't think they would do it. But but I could see for like a Survivor Series or SummerSlam. Yeah, I think UFC fairly stays in the U.S. But with WWE doing so many international shows, they probably I, I don't think it'll be for all of them. I just think it'll maybe be for like a select few. I think so. Yeah. A few times out of the year, we get a WWE and UFC weekend. So yeah, I can. I could definitely see some, them doing something like that, but I actually wouldn't mind it, bro. News plus the pay-per-view stream after, bro. I wouldn't mind that at all, man. So I wouldn't, man. And like I said, I don't really think it'll be. I don't really think it'll be uh, that much uh, that it will be happening, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that is the news on uh, WWE and their uh, possible pay-per-view, uh, their pay-per-view weekend ideas. Um, like it. Yeah, man. Um, also, speaking of some more WWE news. Oh, they do? I figured they would do a Saudi show, but I I figured UFC does over um does overseas shows, but I don't know if they do them as frequently as as WWE's starting to do them. But um, yeah. So, um, there has been uh according to PW Insider, there has been a lot more praise internally for Damian Priest. Word is that over the last several months, Priest has really impressed WWE management by how hard and physical he's worked and for gutting through quite a few uh quite a few times where he's been pretty banged up but kept going. Yeah, man, WWE management happy happy with Damian Priest, man. I I just uh I, I just hope they don't make him a baby face out of the situation, but it's good. It's good to hear nonetheless, man. That that guys like him are 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 moving their way up uh, the WWE the WWE corporate ladder, if you will. Definitely, man. Definitely, it's good to see, man. And with that, we got some news. Uh, uh, we got a rumor. This might play into SmackDown a little bit tonight. There is a report by WrestleFeed that Triple H wants to form a group between EO Sky, Kyrie Sane, and Asuka. I mean, Kyrie does tie back to both of them, so it would only make sense. She's friends with Asuka, and she's friends with EO uh, from the Sky Pirates and then the Kabuki Warriors. So, um, 
this is something I could absolutely see happening, bro. And I, we could actually see this happen as soon as tonight. We could. We very well could. I'm down to see it happen. Definitely, man. But yeah, I mean, this is just this is just a rumor for now. This is just a rumor for now. So we'll have to wait and see. But I'm excited nonetheless, man. I'm very excited nonetheless, for sure. And Definitely. I also wonder what happens to damage control. I guess her and Dakota just go off and be singles, I guess. Probably. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, Let's see. Let's see. Oh. Ricochet. It's a little bit of unfortunate news. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it is suspected that Ricochet is currently undergoing concussion protocols. Damn. This sucks. This sucks, man. Um I I hope he's okay. I wish him I wish him the best and I wish him a speedy recovery, man. It it, it definitely sucks for for our boy Zesty Rick. Definitely, man. That really sucks, man. I hope I hope he I hope everything goes well. Definitely. Definitely, man. So with that Actually our last bit of AEW related news. Cody Rhodes talked on Sports Illustrated um about Sting. He says, and I quote the last match I was offered in AEW was the was the Sting match. It was it wasn't confirmed or anything. I was a little stinger. Maybe I will maybe I'll pull out a stinger splash in his honor. Seriously, cheers to a wonderful career. That's crazy, bro, cuz when Sting came in, they were teasing that shit heavy. They were teasing that shit. Oh, heavy. Uh, as soon as he came in, he went he went right for Cody Rhodes, man. So, um, looks like this was the last match, and Tony wanted to tie up the loose ends, bro. But Cody didn't. Cody didn't care to, I guess. But uh, this uh, this sucks that we never got it. But it's all good nonetheless. Definitely, man. Definitely, it's a it would have been awesome, man. It's a cool what if. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. And I hope Cody does pull out that Stinger Splash and the fucking Scorpion Death Drop in Sting's uh, in Sting's honor. I feel like he, he most definitely will. And Mark. Alrighty, man. Gunther. Gunner. Gunner McGill, buddy. According to... According to an interview with Crone... Gunther revealed that he will not be able to leave the U.S. for the next six months due to uh, reside residence regulations. That uh, um, thus that does confirm that Gunther is set to miss the elimination chamber due to these travel restrictions. So let me get let me get this straight. If Gunther can't make the um, Elimination Chamber. He can't punch his ticket to WrestleMania at the Elimination Chamber. So, you're going to have to do it at WrestleMania or at uh, Royal Rumble. So, this really makes me think that if Gunther is the guy that they want to have fight for the World Heavyweight Championship, it really makes me think that, um, it really makes me think that, uh, 
uh, he definitely has a, a now definitely a, a, a better chance of winning the Royal Rumble match for sure. Definitely, man. Definitely. I I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it this year, but if they do, it would have to be the Royal Rumble match. So that's very intriguing. Definitely, man. Definitely. That that really sucks. I wonder, like, what happens if there was, like, a fucking family emergency and he had to go back to Austria? He just can't? So bogus. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Especially, too, I mean, if he's leaving the country for work, it's work. Like, what? It's so annoying. So annoying. It's so stupid. I would have loved to see him defend in an, uh... In an elimination chamber, too. Oh, man. A fucking intercontinental championship elimination chamber with fucking Walter in there. Shit could have banged. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, man, that is the news on Gunner missing the elimination chamber. Sad, 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 unfortunate news, bro. Um. Also, man, some news on LA Knight. Good Lord. WWE reportedly is under the impression that LA Knight has peaked in popularity. Oh, man. Dude, we always get these fucking anti-LA Knight things, and half the time, it's got to be just from one or two people. Oh, I don't like them. Did you you hear the, the newest piece of news that he has backstage heat for having a bad attitude? Like, shut the fuck up, man. Are you serious? Yeah, I think most of that's capped. I think I think it's just one or two people I don't like them, and they just are one of the one or two people that have sources. Yep. So according to Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, WWE has no imminent plans for LA Knight to win the Royal Rumble or challenge Reigns for the title at WrestleMania. What the hell thought that was going to happen? Internally, there's a belief that LA Knight has reached a peak in popularity despite being one of the most beloved figures in pro wrestling. Although Knight's merchandise sales are thriving, WWE seems to be redirecting their focus towards other storylines. Barrasso writes, The aftermath will help decide Knight's future. A 20-year wrestling veteran, he's hungry to finally have his moment as WWE champion. He adds in, um, in in order to make that happen, Knight will need to connect with crowds on an even on an even deeper level after Crown Jewel. Well, he's gonna continue to do that because again, this guy's one of the top fucking merchandise sellers in their company. He will be just fine. And like Sir K said, at this point, dude, this kind of shit's gotta be coming from a handful of people that think he's cocky. They, they, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they misconstrued his confidence for cockiness. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's all it is, man. I, like Bell says in the comments, it's curious in deja vu with these damn stories. So, Seriously, bro. I don't believe you out of them. Me neither. Me neither. It's so ridiculous, bro. All right, man. Um, and f- uh, as we wrap things up, man, our second to last story, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, there are ongoing talks in regard uh, regarding the conclusion of Drew McIntyre in the Judgment Day for Survivor Series. I don't know if they mean Team Judgment Day or if they're actually discussing putting this man in the faction. But I'll tell you what, if there's a fifth spot in War Games, 
could be clobbering time. It could be, man. I'd rather it be clobbering time at Water Games than Napamora, so uh, it's intriguing. Seriously, dude. But it's going to be interesting to see. And, and you know, I, I actually could see them doing that. Um, And I'll tell you why. So after this, the Judgment Day is probably going to wrap up. Either they if they either they're going to wrap up as a faction or they're not going to wrap up as a faction and they're going to need people to face. See you, mm. punk. Exactly. One man army. Exactly. So he can get a steel and his dog and they could go to work on the judgment day and fucking pretend they're the elite. But, um, yeah, man, but there's, um, yeah, man, th- this is interesting, bro. This is, this is really interesting because, um, it's, it, it, it really intrigues me for where we're going with the Drew McIntyre story. And it also, um, intrigues me for, um, CM Punk. And intrigues me, mm-hmm. not CM Punk in particular, but it, it intrigues me for a fifth mystery man spot in the War Games it really match. Does. It really does, dude. It really does. Definitely, dude. So, yeah, man, we'll have to wait and see on these uh, next few, next two Monday Night Raws we have until Survivor Series, but it's going to be interesting, and I'm I'm pumped, bro. Definitely, man. That could hear voices if... if... Yeah, maybe the fifth guy is the guy with voices in his head. Maybe, maybe we're getting it all wrong. Maybe Randy's the guy that's going to um, face Nakamura, which mm. my guy, that match might be even worse. But, <laughs> and maybe who knows? <laughs> <laughs> this is getting interesting. <laughs> oh, man. Legend 2020. Randy Orton versus Oh, don't even Not fucking before. say that, bro. Oh, my Dude. God. I think I would have to commit. Golly, I might have to at that point. It's got to be over with. So, so, TKO Group Holdings, the parent company of WWE, has sent out a press release concerning Vince McMahon. He just unloaded a ton of company stock and it needs to be addressed and it needed to be addressed. It was announced that yesterday that Vincent Kennedy McMahon had sold 8.4 million in shares of class A common stock. This offering is made of the company's shelf registration statement filed with the Securities and uh, Exchange Commission. As uh, as part of this offering, TKO intends to repurchase approximately 100 million worth of shares uh, of its Class A common stock from the underwriter. It is important to note that no uh, no shares are being sold by the company itself. The net proceeds um, the net proceeds from this secondary offering will go to Vince um, will go to Vince McMahon. Additionally, the company's chief. Uh, the company's chief executive officer, the company's chief executive officer and director, Ari Emanuel, along with key figures like Mark Shapiro, uh, uh, the company's president and chief operating officer, and certain directors uh, have expressed interest in pursuing portions of the company's Class A common stock from this offering at the public offering price. Uh, Morgan Stanley and Co. LLC had appointed as the book running manager for this offering, while 
MUFG Security Americas Inc. will serve as the co-manager. This development, uh, this development represents a significant financial move within the TKO Group Holdings as it aligns with their strategic financial uh, goals. This is very interesting, but but it's nothing new for stockholders to unload assets as they can cash in Vince McMahon's current position in WWE where he has taken a step back from the company's creative direction certainly adds to more intrigue to this business move from Vince McMahon. Dude. This is interesting, bro. This is fucking interesting, mm-hmm. man. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, you know, again, like they say at the end of this article, dude, it's almost like a butterfly effect, bro. First, we hear about Vince going to uh, first. Uh, first, we hear about Vince going to um, uh, stepping back from creative. Now we're hearing about him selling stock, the same stock that fucking he fucking refused to be bought out of when Stephanie and mm-hmm. Tri- and Triple Eight and and Nick Khan were in charge. Come on, bro. This is interesting, man. It almost seems like his boy is fucking him out of the company, and for that, I absolutely love Ari Emanuel. Um, exactly, man. If if the sounds of it are true, this looks to be the course of action. My God, what a miracle this man has been on for this company. He fucking saved it. He's saving it. Triple H, he opened the doors and let Triple H fucking put his chef hat on and do some real work while he let Vince McMahon go do the busy work. Exactly, man. Exactly. I think think he's doing right by it. And I think this might be the time where it's actually happening. Triple H, I think that's going to be the point where Triple H is actually in charge. I could see it, bro, and I fucking love to see it. I absolutely love to see it, man. This is this is spectacular news. I I, I love it. I love it, man. Um th- this is great. This is great. The 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 less <clears throat> golly, the less hold he can have on this company, the better. And uh stuff like this is nothing but good news for this company. Um I mean he's been away, so it's been great, but this just makes it even better, man. And this man could be slowly but surely getting bought out of his own company, man, and I fucking love to see it. Definitely, man. Definitely, I love to see it, and I think it's finally happening, man, and I can't believe it, man. It's going to be one of those things where it's not going to hit until it, like, until the final nail yeah. the coffin hits. Exactly. And I cannot wait. Definitely, man. So, yeah, man, that is all the news we have for today for you guys, man. That is all the news we have today here for you guys on the 187th edition of Unscripted, man. That's all we got today for you guys, bro. Um, uh, This has been the news and the Crown Jewel predictions, man. And, uh, yeah, next the next time we'll be on here, I will be 22 years old, bro. It will be the Unscripted birthday special for me. I can't so, wait, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, bro. It's gonna be exciting. But yeah, man, other than that, other than that, man, so that is gonna do it for this edition of the news. Um yeah, you could definitely see the parallel in uh Vince and Vince Sr. for sure, a hundred percent. But yeah, man, so that is gonna do it. That is gonna do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. This has been episode one eighty seven. 
This has been it for your news and crown jewel review. Hope you guys did enjoy the show today, man. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you guys, man. Um, it has been always, 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 always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of the news. Thank you guys so, so very much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. We love you guys. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday. For Notorious Unscripted. Peace. I used to get pills on the bitch. Now I throw shields on the dick to stop him from the HIV shit. And niggas know they talk like the quickly fillers. Playing the villain. Prepare for the trap killers. Biggie Smalls is the illest, the style is played out, like Arno and that what you talking about, Willis, the thrill is gone, the black, white, white is here to excite, to throw fits to sight, bitches are like them brainless, guns are like them stainless steel, I want the fucking fortune like the wheel, I squeeze gaps till my clip is empty, don't tempt me, Joker, don't want the fun right here, I'll be damned if this ain't do shit. Come to spread the bud of beverage over harmony great. It's the little killer death trap. This armor get black ninja. Come in where you at that surrender. Step inside the ring, use the number one contender. Looking cold booty like your pussy in December. Make a stop bitching, button up your lippin'. But method all you getting is the can of ass.